Well, friends, welcome to The Torch. Cocaine in the White House. I'm not naive about what's happened over the last many decades in the White House. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to clean America's house. It is time to clean out the White House. We're going there today, all that and so much more. This is Brian Gibbs. Those, those of you that are listening, those of you that are watching, thank you for tuning in today. This newest episode of The Torch. We're going to go to many different places today. I'm very sober. Uh, I'm in a strong frame of mind right now um, where I feel that we need to go. Um, it's no secret, folks. We're in the most sobering time of the United States of America. Um, I'm going to be talking about America's house today. I'm going to be talking about cleaning the house, cl specifically cleaning out the White House and cleaning out D.C. and cleaning out our leadership. Um, we're going to go to a lot of different places today, but we want the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, and I'm here to bring hope. I want to be a messenger of hope. I want to be a messenger of faith. I always want to uh, be very clear to point people to Jesus to his heart, to his word, to his face. And so, Father, I thank you uh, again today for our many friends all over the world, all over this great nation. Lord, right here in Florida, all over this region. Father, thank you for this opportunity to be together. <clears throat> I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit will flow powerfully today, that you would make me a clear messenger, and that I would call your people to your heart I bless this time together. I speak refreshing. I speak empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the fire of the Lord upon every listener, the fire of the Lord upon everyone viewing today. In the name of Jesus, amen. Psalm 19 and verse 9, it says, The fear of the Lord is clean. It is pure. It's enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and they're righteous altogether. Let me read that one more time. Psalm 19, verse 9. The fear of the Lord is clean. It is pure, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Proverbs 24, verse 3 says this. It says, By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established. Praise God. Amen. I want to talk today about the house, and specifically, you're, you know, you're obviously you're going to find out where I'm going. But before I jump into this, Jesus gave us a warning, and I want to start. I want to start. I think the traction here of momentum. Jesus gave us a warning in Matthew chapter 24, and verse 12. <clears throat> I've alluded to this scripture probably many times in the torch. But Jesus, this is a warning from Jesus himself. He said, because of the, the increase of lawlessness, <clears throat> excuse me, one second. <clears throat> because of the increase of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. Now to that warning, my response to the Lord has always been, Lord, may that never be my story. I do not want my love ever to grow cold because of lawlessness and anarchy and wickedness and 
the insanity of, of the things that we see in our nation and the world. I do not want my love to grow cold. I want my love to be on fire, frankly. I want my love to be burning. I want to be hot. I want to be burning for the Lord. So I want to, I just want to stop. I want to pause. I want to, I want to ask you a real question. Okay. And uh, does this does this stop anyone in their tracks? I mean, because we're 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 in the midst of a generation that it doesn't matter what sin is going on. It's like no one even has the ability to stop and blush anymore. So I want to ask you a real question. I want to ask you if this just stops you right in your tracks. Just days ago, we just celebrated the wonderful Fourth of July, a time of celebration. A, a, a wonderful day of honor, America turning 247 years uh, since our independence, since our birth of, of breaking away from England and declaring our independence and our sovereignty. Powerful time. But just days before, just days before Independence Day, cocaine was found in the White House, America's house. Now, does that stop you in your tracks? I mean, I, I want to be honest here. I mean, does that stop you in your tracks? Cocaine was found inside of America's house, the White House. I'm, I'm not naive, okay? I'm not naive. I understand there has been so much, so much. A lot has went on inside of the White House that has been an abomination unto God. I mean, it was just weeks ago. We were in June when, when all of the trans and the queers and were all over the lawn mocking God, mocking all of us. And I'm sure there was far worse going on inside of the house too. Not naive. And of course, that whole mocking spirit of that was so vile. And then Biden went on to tell them, of course, that they were heroes and uh, that they were, you know, all of them are heroes and, and all of them are the most brave Americans. Let me just stop and pause and just say, no, they are not. They're not heroes of America. OK, so again, I'm not naive. Um, so much has happened inside the White House. So much has happened on the grounds of the White House. I mean, you think of JFK, you think of all of his escapades and sexapades, and you think of the Clintons and all of their debauchery and sexapades and so on and so forth, and then you've got Obama and, and everything else that goes with Obama. But now we've been told cocaine has been found in the White House. News actually reported that Biden, he was not there. They said that he was at Camp David at the time. So he wasn't at the White House. And obviously, again, this, this was not the first time that illegal drugs have been brought into the White House or illegal drugs have been used at the White House. Um, back in two, 2013, rapper Snoop Dogg, I can't believe I'm even say, saying the word Snoop Dogg on the torch. So anyway, uh, back in 2013, Snoop Dogg, he boasted that he smoked marijuana in the White House restroom, the White House bathroom. Um, famous country uh, Western artist, 
musician Willie Nelson. He boasted that he smoked a joint on the roof of the White House sometime during the presidency of Jimmy Carter. Back in 1985, great year, by the way, um, during Ronald Reagan's presidency, a basketball star named um, Gary McLean, he boasted that he was wired on cocaine when he went and did his visit with all the other basketball champions to see President Reagan. So again, you know, I'm not naive, folks. I, I understand <clears throat> I understand the, debar- the, the debauchery of, of JFK with women and Clinton and Obama and all of his trans filth obsessions. Yes, that's what I said. But the story breaks to us and it tells us that cocaine is found in the West. I'm going to say this in quotes, in the West Wing. And it stopped me in my tracks. It's very likely that this cocaine belongs to Hunter Biden. And when Biden, the imposter in chief, was asked about the cocaine that was found inside of the White House, he sat, he just sat there and smiled. He smirked and even laughed. I mean, where, where are we right now, ladies and gentlemen? This is no laughing matter. This is supposed to be the most secure building, the most secure house in the United States of America. Cameras everywhere. Snipers all over. Soldiers on guard. I mean, I've been there. I've been to the White House. How does Secret Service, another question, how does Secret Service get confused on saying that it was in the East Wing first? And what is the East Wing? That's Biden's family area. That's his, that's his family private area of the White House, the East Wing, ladies and gentlemen. And then the story just conveniently changes to, oh, 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 the cocaine was in the West Wing where visitors tore. Really? I mean, really? We're supposed to believe that nonsense? Where are we in America? Where are we going? My God, I mean, where are we going Isaiah chapter 1 verse 16 says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes and cease to do evil. That's what God says. I think we just need to pause for a second. I think I think we need to pray. I think I think that we need to repent before God. Father, we I just want. I want to stand with brothers and sisters today. And Father, I want to repent of this lawlessness at the heart of America, in the house of America, Lord. America's house. I want to repent of this today. I want to ask, Lord, that your mercy would triumph over judgment. I want to pray today, Father, that you would raise up, you would bring us a president who really knows you. Father, I pray that you would give us a president who truly worships you, who knows you, who knows your heart, who knows your word, who prays to you and you alone, a president that honors you, a president that fears you, Father. Father, we pray that the White House would be thoroughly 
cleansed and cleaned out by the torch of your fire, the fire of your holiness in Jesus' name. And Lord, may the atmosphere of the White House be redeemed by your glory, God. And may your great grace and mercies rest on that house and upon Washington, D.C. We pray this together in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, the White House, <clears throat> I, I love the White House. I love the White House. I love being inside the White House. I love the grounds. I, I, I love the atmosphere of it. I love this great nation. When I go through the White House, it makes me weep. The White House is supposed to be not only a house of authority, but the White House is supposed to be a house of honor. I want to say that again. It's to be a house of honor. You know, medals of honor are given at the White House, and they're given to real heroes, the brave, the true brave of our nation. Now, I'm not talking about the fake heroes and the fake uh, you know, decoration of people that aren't even heroes whatsoever, medals that have been handed out over the last several years um, to idiots. I mean, absolute idiots. It's just, it's become a laughing stock and just absurdity. That stuff makes me sick. But I'm talking about when our nation honored real patriots, when our, when our nation honored real heroes, of sacrifice. That's what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. The White House is supposed to be a house that honors God. It's it's supposed to be a house that honors the citizens, all the citizens of this great nation. It's it's supposed to be a house that honors God and honors the father of our beloved country. Let me tell you a story about Jesus going into a house in Jerusalem. It was supposed to actually be a house of honor. He was going to a house that was supposed to be a house of worship. It was supposed to be a house of purity. It was supposed to be a house of holiness. Jesus said it was actually supposed to be a house of prayer. And with great zeal, the Bible tells us that Jesus went in and he cleaned that house thoroughly. Matthew 21, it says Jesus went into the temple of God. He drove, out, he drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money chain, changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But you have made it into a den of thieves. Jesus was angry. Jesus was disgusted. Are you listening? Je Jesus was angry. He had zeal. The scripture doesn't say you can't be angry. The, the scripture says, be angry and sin not. Hello. Jesus was angry. Jesus was disgusted by what he was seeing. His father's house was to be a house of prayer. Now, I've, I've been to the White House several times. Last time I was at the White House was actually uh, the winter of 2020, just before the new year. I was with Dutch Sheets, a few other choice men and women of God on a very private special assignment at the White House. Now, obviously, 
Um, it's not the Lord's house. But I want to say this. It can be. It can become that. But it should become a house that honors him. But you see my point, ladies and gentlemen. You see my point. The house has to be cleaned. And the house has to be occupied with the Spirit of God. Let me give you another scripture. Matthew chapter 12. These are the words of Jesus. He says, when an unclean spirit has gone out of a person, it passes through waterless or barren or wilderness places seeking rest, but finds none. And then it says to itself, I will return to the house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds the house empty, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and it brings with it Seven other spirits more evil than itself. My God, seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they would enter and dwell therein. And the last state of the person is worse than the first. So also will it be with this evil generation. Guys, this teaches us something. I mean, this, this teaches us so much. The house has to be cleansed. The house has to be purified. The house has to be put in order. But the, the house also has to be filled with the presence of God. I mean, folks, it seems like all hell is invading and occupying America. Now, if you know me, I'm not the person who has given up on America. We are not of that tribe. We are of the ecclesia that Jesus said, I'm building my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail over the church that I'm building. I'm going to tell you right now, this is not the end of the story for America. God is not done with America. This stuff that's happening is despicable. Cocaine in the White House. Doesn't that stop you in your tracks? This is disgusting. Psalm chapter 1, verse 4. It says, The ungodly are like chaff in the wind. Uh, excuse me, that chaff which the wind drives away. Let me read it again. The ungodly are like chaff which the wind drives away. What does that mean? It means they're here today, but they're gone tomorrow. America needs a house cleaning. America needs to be filled with the Spirit of God. America needs, ladies and gentlemen, America needs revival. America needs a national awakening. America needs an epic reformation. An epic, epic reformation. America needs a house cleaning, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus said this. This is Revelation chapter 3. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and I will dine with him and he with me. Let me read you a little bit more out of Revelation chapter 3 today, if I can. Stay with me. He who has an ear, Jesus said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. These things says this, the faithful, the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. And I wish that you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, 
and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. These are the words of Jesus. Let me read on. Jesus says, because you say, I am rich and become wealthy, and I have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked. I mean, let me, let me just pause right there. That's Jesus being very pastoral, isn't it? Always oh, being so pastoral. Ladies and gentlemen, you better heed the word of the Lord. When you hear the word of the Lord, you need to tremble at the word of the Lord. I'm amazed that I'm amazed in this hour the church cannot hear anything deemed negative. That's terrifying. This is a warning. Jesus says, I see you as wretched, miserable, poor, blind, naked. I counsel you, buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. Because as many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten. Therefore, listen to Jesus' words, therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down on my father's throne. To, he, to him who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And I finish there in Revelation chapter 3, verse 22. Folks, if there has ever been a time in the history of the United States of America for our house to get clean, our house to be put in order, for the devil to be driven out of this house, are you hearing what I'm saying? It is now. It is now. It is now. It is now. I do not understand how so many churches think it's an hour. They think, they think they're going to go back to business as normal, business as usual. It's sickening. Jesus said, you need to understand. I, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this. Jesus is saying, you think one way but I think another. You see it this way, but this is how I see it. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. If Jesus says this is true, then this is what's really true. What we see manifesting in our nation should be driving us to our knees. I don't understand the prayerlessness of the church in this hour. I'm going to say that again. I don't understand the prayerlessness of the church in this hour. I don't understand ministers that don't have urgency. I don't understand it. I can't even fellowship with it. I can't even be around it. I don't understand it. This is a time when the house needs to be clean. God is calling the true church, not the phony fake church. 
He's calling the real church, the true church, the ecclesia, the real ecclesia, the legislative force of God's kingdom in the earth realm to deal with evil, to deal with evil. I pray that in my generation, I'm 50 years old, my goodness. I pray that in my generation that we see such a move of God such a move of God that the mercies of God triumph over judgment. And we see a revival in our land. We see a national awakening. We see a reformation. We see messengers and prophets rise up preaching under the fear of the Lord, calling this prodigal nation back home, calling this nation up out of its sin, up out of its debauchery, up out of its filth, up out of its rebellion. Cocaine in the White House. <laughs> My God, church. My God. I pray that the Lord is bringing you to your knees every day for this country. I pray He's wooing you to get low. I pray that as William Booth said, the founder of the Salvation Army, said to a, a group of struggling evangelists that couldn't even lead anybody to the Lord, he said, they've tried everything else. They tried all the gimmicks. William Booth said, try tears. Try tears. And you know what? Tears come from a place of brokenness. Let the Lord, let the Lord touch you, friend. Let the Lord get you into a quiet, sacred space with him and let him lay his heart upon your heart. And allow yourself to feel what God is feeling for this nation. Allow yourself to feel what God is feeling for this nation. Allow yourself to be broken. Allow God to melt away any cold hard-heartedness in this hour. And touch you in the deepest place in the core of who we really are. And say, God, use me in this hour. Make me a messenger of truth. God, make me a man of righteousness, a woman of righteousness. May I act in righteousness and justice. My friend, God can use you. God, God desires to use you. He desires to use you. And only after being in the presence of God and getting low and getting humble can we step forward under the anointing of the Holy Spirit and be used as a weapon in the hand of God. Lord, draw this prodigal nation back to you, we pray in Jesus' name. You are the covenant-keeping God. Do it today. Do it today. I, I want to I go back to the front of this train. Jesus gave us this warning. He said, because of the increase of lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. And I want to say, friend, do not let the world's insanity, do not let the world's lawlessness, do not let the world's anarchy, do not let the wickedness of this world make you cold. Pursue in the place of prayer the pure fire of God's 
burning love for this generation. In Jesus' name. Before I close out, a few things that are on my heart that I wanted to make mention of. Go and see the movie Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel. The movie is about rescuing children from the demonic epidemic of sex trafficking. My wife and I are about to go see the film. So many of my friends have reached out to me. They have been, I can't even explain the impact that it has had on their life. Um, most of us know, and maybe probably most of this listening audience or the viewing audience understand the epidemic of sex slavery and sex trafficking with children, women and children, but specifically children with this, this movie. Um, this is a timely, timely film. It's been fought. It was filmed five years ago. Jim Caviezel, this, 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 this movie has been fought like you can't even believe, but the time is now. All right. Though there's been a fight, the time is now. Go see the film, Sound of Freedom. Write me. Friend, write me. I get emails all the time about The Torch. Write me. Tell me how the movie impacts you. I'm probably going to speak about the movie soon um, after viewing it. Um, also, <clears throat> before I sign off, um, I just want to say a huge congratulations to my son, Josiah. His fiance Cecily Estelle, um, couldn't be more proud. Uh, our son is about to get married next week. We are thrilled and just absolutely thrilled for the Estelle family, for the Gibbs family. It's a beautiful time. I wish my dad was still here uh, to to be a part of it, but we are just, we are overjoyed. So I just want to say a huge congratulations to my son Josiah, who's always here, always faithful. Uh, the media ministry that comes out of this ministry. Uh, he's the point of the spear. And uh, just so grateful, Josiah. So thank you and congratulations to you. And uh, we love you and so proud of you. So proud of Cecily. Listen, before we sign off, I want to give on the behalf of my wife and I, I want to give you just, just a huge thank you to all of those that are praying for this ministry, supporting our ministry, we couldn't do it without you. Uh, that's, <laughs> and it's not a huge revelation. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, it does take prayer. It takes intercession. It takes spiritual warfare. Uh, it takes the anointing. It takes the anointing of the Spirit of God to overcome all the works of the devil. And it also requires money. Um, we have an opportunity right now. We are retrofitting our brand new studio, our offices, and our brand new prayer center here in Sarasota. Going to be sharing a whole lot more about that very soon. You can give online, victoryfla.com. Um, it's requiring thousands upon thousands of dollars. Uh, obviously, uh, we live in a very expensive city, <laughs> very expensive. And so um, everything we do is by faith. And so Thank you for new partners that are stepping up, partnering with us. If you're partnering with us, $10 a month, $20 a month, whatever it is, $50 a month, thank you. Thank you for standing with me and Bryn. Thank you for standing with Victory, a church of his presence. And um, guys, love you. So thankful for you. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. And until I see you again, I'm going to remind you of something. This is so important. 
The future does not belong to the God mockers. It does not belong to the God haters. They think it does. No, they think the future is all theirs. Their future is terrifying. The future belongs to the righteous and the righteous are bold as lions. Until I see you again, I love you guys. Keep the fire burning, keep the faith, be strong. I'll see you soon or you'll be hearing from me soon. How's that? All right, love you guys, be blessed. Thank you.